family of a local teenager says she never would have left home without calling. It's praying for the best. I want my daughter home, man. And if she can't come home, I just want to know where she's at. These posters around the towns of Livermore and Jay beg anyone with information to come forward. Posters that Richard puts up every spring, never losing hope. Arrest in a nearly four decade old cold case. Thanks to cutting edge DNA technology, the arrest happening exactly 39 years to the day. When Parabon Nano Labs used that sample to create 3D models of the suspected killer's face. It's heartbreaking. We miss her and we're going to find her. We're going to keep looking until we do. It's like a never ending nightmare. It doesn't end, it keeps returning and coming back. What if I told you a 25 year old man? Frantically calls 911, saying his friend is chasing him and wants to hurt him. What if I said the police show up eight minutes later? They do not find the caller, instead take the word of a man they then take into custody for outstanding warrant. Five months later, July 21st, 2022, the skeletal remains of Tim Dees is found less than 200 yards from the location he called 911. But the family is still waiting the results of an autopsy report. They have to wonder, could the police have done more? And what happened? To Tim D's. But first, a word from our sponsor. Do you consider yourself odd or unusual? Do your friends call you odd or unusual? Don't lie, you know they do. Then we have the perfect place for you. If you're listening to this before September 3rd or 4th, and you have that weekend free, we strongly recommend you check out Maine's Odd and Unusual show at the Augusta Civic Center, presented by Old Soul Collective and Hillbilly Furniture and Furs. The venue will include plenty of oddities such as taxidermy, bone crafts, fire breathing, sword swallowing demonstrations, as well as being a great place to find various types of jewelry, art, antiques, self-care products, and a lot more. So again, it's Maine's Odd and Unusual show at the Augusta Civic Center. It runs September 3rd and 4th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tickets are $10 in advance or $15 at the door. And there are also VIP tickets available for $20 in advance. Plus, they include a swag bag and early event entry. For tickets or more information, go to their Facebook page, Maine's Odd and Unusual Show. You won't regret it. And now, back to the show. So tonight we're joined by Natalie Long. She's a friend of Tim D's who went missing February 4th, 2022. And then his body was recovered on July 21st of the same year, 2022. Uh, welcome, Natalie, to Locating the Lost. Hi. How are you doing tonight? I'm I'm doing. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you grew up with Tim? I moved to Marble Hill when I was 17 years old, and Timmy was just a little boy. I remember him riding his tricycle down by my mom's apartment. Um, I was also real good friends with his brother, Michael. Oh, okay. So now, you got, were you guys roughly the same age? Uh, his brother is about a year younger than me. Okay. Yeah, Timmy was 26 and I'm 32. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about Tim? What kind of kid he was? He was such a wholehearted. He did everything with his whole heart and he wore his heart on his sleeve. Um, he was always trying to make everybody laugh. You know, if you were having a bad day, he made sure he went out of his way to cheer you up or, you know, make you feel better. He was, he was a really good person. 
how old was he when he went missing? 25. And, and I could tell even just from like the pictures that I saw of Tim that uh, he seemed very like warm spirited, like he was always smiling. Like that was, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do in a picture anyways, right? But it never looked like one of the forced smiles. He, mm-hmm. he looked like quite a character. I don't know him, obviously, but he, he, yeah, he seemed like a really warm kind of person. Yes, he was very much so. I seen him probably a week or two before he went missing. Him and Caleb were at my house. Caleb is his childhood best friend. They've grown up together. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Now we should say this took place in Frederickstown, Missouri. Well, that it's they picked Timmy up in St. Louis um, two days prior to him going missing. Who who picked him up? Um, Caleb, nanny, um, Zachary Doyle, uh, Madison Hennessy, and Winter, which is Caleb's sister. Okay. So, what do you know about? Um the days leading up to his disappearance? Um, I know I spoke with my friend, Madison, and she had told me that they picked Timmy up in St. Louis two days prior. Um, they had been hanging out for a day and a half before they had dropped her off. And that left Caleb, Zachary, and Timmy. Um, I know that they were apparently hanging out at the address of 115 Village Creek Road there in F- Fredericktown apparently a party or something. Um, and other than that, I don't really know what they were doing, you know, who they were with. I just know what I've been told up until he went missing. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of people are these, these guys that he was hanging out with? I know that you said Caleb was his lifelong friend, right? To be honest, I would have never thought that Caleb could ever be a part in something like this. I mean, it completely shocked me. And to think that he could have hurt Timmy, I mean, it just wasn't a thought in my mind at the beginning. But, you know, I guess I guess people are very well at hiding things. That's all I know. Hmm. So can we go over the sort of what you understand as being like the official story, what what happened with, with Tim as far as you know, what, what any, the police are saying or whatnot? From the beginning, Caleb and Trevor had told the police that Timmy had forgotten to pay for gas at Seabarn when they were there, which he's on video footage, you know, um, seemed to be fine. Then he pulled off $160 off at the ATM. Um, and they were, they were gone. Um, also on that video footage was, um, a female Bobby Boone. Um, I know at that, that time, everything was fine. Um, it's something that happened after they left that gas station, I don't know if it was because Timmy didn't pay for gas or or if something else happened. But, you know, Timmy's 911 call was made at 440 a.m. stating that he was being chased and his friend was threatening him. Um, We did not get the paperwork on any of that until just about a month or two ago um, that actually stated that he said my friend was threatening him. At first, we had only thought that, you know, he said he was being chased. Well, then the paperwork came out stating that his friend was threatening him, which, you know, indeed, the only friend he had there was Caleb. So, so the night before at the gas station, what time of night was that? Do we know? Um, it wasn't the night before. It was the same night. It was at 1.40 in the morning. Oh, 1.40 a.m. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then the 911 call came in at what time? 
So roughly a three-hour window. Yes. Which, I mean, anybody that knows Timmy knows Timmy was not someone to call the police. Um, so to know that he called the police and, and let them know, you know, he was scared for his life. He was really scared for his life. Right. Hmm. Did, uh, so did, oh, good. Did, did, uh, Tim or any of the, the people that he was hanging out with, like, I'm not trying to, to make accusations, but was, was he known to use any like hallucinogenics or anything like that? No. Um, I know that he had experimented with a few things, um, meth, but as far as I know, hallucinogens, no. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess meth kind of would have been in there, but like, do you know if he was currently using any of that sort of stuff or was that like stuff in the past that he, he had tried? As far as I know the past, I know that when he was at my house two weeks prior, he was very upset. But as far as being out of his mind or on any drugs, no, he didn't seem like he was on any drugs. He was here um, upset because something he had a falling out with a buddy of his. I mean, he was in tears, you know, talking about how he needed to get his stuff together. And he was sitting here on the phone with his probation officer, made an appointment with her. And and I mean, he was ready to get his life together, you know. Wow. So who was the buddy or you don't have to say any names, but what was the situation with the buddy that he had a falling out with? Um, I'm not exactly sure. It was something that happened um, a few weeks prior to him being here. And he had just said that um, I guess he had um, taken some Xanax or something along those lines and had taken some stuff that, you know, belonged to his buddy. It was pointless stuff. He didn't remember doing it. Hmm. So he calls 911. Do we know how long it took for the dispatch to get eight. officers to the scene? It took them eight minutes. They were there within eight minutes. Oh, wow. And so what did he say when they showed up? Um, uh, the only person that we know for sure they made contact with was Trevor. The time in between him making that 911 call and the officer showing up, um, he the officer didn't even spend 10 minutes on scene. Not even 10 minutes between arriving and arriving back at the jail. Not even 10 minutes. Michael, I'm, I'm still curious as to why, you know, on the 911 call paperwork, it says 116 Village Creek Road, but they went to 115, which is on another side of the road, a whole opposite side. Why did they go to 115? I, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. So they, they never even talked to Timmy? No, they never even tried to, in my point of view, they never tried to make contact with him because if you're going to try and make contact with someone, you're going to spend at least, at the very least, five minutes looking for them, right? 10 minutes, something. 15, 20 well, minutes to try considering to he, Well, yeah, contact. I mean, he, he he's the person that made the phone call. Yes, he, he made a call that he was afraid for his life and they did not even spend five minutes trying to find, right. locate yeah, him. I so think time is... Time is irrelevant in, in in sense that they should have spent the entire time trying right. to find the guy that was calling for them to show up right. in the first place. Protocol. Like you don't, if someone Protocol. shows up, you Protocol. right. You have a nine one one call. You make contact with that person. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's the same thing as like like a uh, domestic abuse victim. Exactly. Uh, with a cop showing up and then talking to like the abuser, it's like, yeah. oh, you don't have to talk to them. They're fine. They're in the house. Don't worry about them. Mm. 
Like I, in my eyes, instead, he put an arrest above saving a life. Because I'm sure as soon in my point of view, I'm sure as soon as he got there, he arrested Trevor and was on his way back to the police station. Okay, so Trevor Trevor was arrested, but yes. he still never actually for, talked to Timmy. And that no. was for previous warrant, right? Yes. That wasn't for yes. anything to do with this situation. Correct. Call someone <clears> else in and like have him hauled off and look for the guy that's Amen. Yes. You're there for. Right. right. Um, I, at that point in time, I'm not even sure if they questioned Trevor, but um, allegedly from Trevor and Caleb's point of view, they're saying that Timmy took off running when the cops got there and jumped over a fence and hurt himself is what they were saying at the beginning. Which Timmy called the police. Why would he take off running from the police? That doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> wow. So Petey's there for two and a half minutes. They arrest uh, Trevor. Trevor. Yes. Take him in. Do they ever go back to the scene to look for him? No. Nothing more was done in, in finding Timmy or making contact with him at all. And so the next morning or later on that day, Caleb nine, was arrested, correct? He was arrested at 9 a.m. And I'm not what even would... clear for real what he was arrested for, but he spent over a month in jail. Wow. And and his was for previous warrants as well, I believe, right? I, just don't, See, I, I don't remember I, what they were for, but on that part, at first I was told it was because the gas wasn't paid for that night at the gas station, but then I was told warrants, so I'm not exactly sure on that part. And Weird. but that was the last time anyone claimed they ever saw Timmy was was when they said that he jumped the fence. Yes. Now, how would how how do they know that he hurt himself jumping? Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Um, and, and the story changed after that. Um, then they had said that Timmy had found a wallet with an ID in it by a dumpster and took off to Florida. <laughs> that was the second. Okay. Unreal. I'm assuming, I'm assuming, uh, at least looking from through, through pictures and stuff, he didn't seem the type to just like abandon people to like, he would never take leave off his family high and dry. Right. His brother just passed away. Not even a year you know, prior and, and he would mm. never do that to his parents. His mom and him were so very close. I know that they've always been that way and he wouldn't let her stress like this. She's right. been and that's what I heard after his brother had passed away. He was basically calling his parents every single day. Yes. Checking in. Yes. He was a mom. I can't imagine, I can't imagine what they're going through. Yeah. And that's been my motivation through this whole thing and, and trying to figure out what happened and find answers because I, I have kids myself. I have five and four of them being boys. I couldn't imagine this being mine, you know? Right. It's awful. That's all she has left. That was, that was it. So at this point, Tim is missing for 24 hours. Was there ever another search conducted by PD? Um, or use of dogs or anything? Emmy's family did searches um, before anybody knew about him. They went out and searched and stuff. But the police did not involve themselves or host a search until April. Timmy had already been missing two months before we got the sheriff to agree to a search. And she made it clear to the state highway patrol that if they overstepped their boundaries, she would run them out of her town. I mean, there were officers at every corner on the streets watching us when they should have been out helping us. 
Yep. So okay, so was it was this at like uh overstepping their bounds as in like they had a certain area that they couldn't search into because it wasn't their territory or something? In my opinion, it was Katie trying to call the shots and and run everything like she does. I mean, her town, her rules, you know, type thing. Is that the sheriff? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She, um, the day of the search, she had us meet at a parking lot next to Hardy's and we all were transported by buses, not knowing where we were going. We did not know anything until we got there. And she, I think we had five groups maybe, um, and we were all in different areas, but the perimeter we covered was Village Creek and back towards the cemetery, the um, storage sheds and all of that. Um, I do know that when um, Jimmy Moyers was with police and they did the search and the cadaver dogs had hit on the storage shed, well, the dogs had hit on two storage sheds. Um, Only one of them was allowed to be searched. Um, And I know that Wendell Ballou, the police officer, went out of his way to go on Facebook and say that both were searched, but that is not true. Jimmy Moyers, um, he was dating Barb. Um, he was along when that search went down and I know I posted it on Facebook, but Katie had joked around with him, uh, when he asked, you know, to search the next shed, um, Katie had said that the storage shed belonged to a school resource officer and that it had already been searched. Um, Wendell Ballou was asked who searched it by Jimmy and Wendell said we did talking about him and Katie and, Um, I know that Jimmy was already at the storage sheds before the cops even arrived. So they wouldn't have had time to search that storage shed. (laughs) Now, how far are the storage sheds to the location where he made the phone call? Not far at all. It's literally just about in the back in the backyard. (laughs) So how many searches? Because ultimately July 21st, they do find Timmy uh, deceased, right? right? How many searches do you think were conducted between the time he went missing to the time he was found? I know that I was involved in two, one being the day we were just talking about, and then the march, the day of the march, we did um, one, but the police only did the one search with us. Um, I know Timmy's family had done a couple other searches on their own as well, so I would say at least three or four. Mm -hmm. Now, who found him? State Patrol. So that was one of their searches, or they just happened to be in the area? It was... um, I mean, it wasn't out to the public that they were doing this search, but yes, they, they did the search and they found him. How, uh, how far away did they find him from where he was? Um, not even two football field links. That I mean, it wasn't even 200 yards as far as. Wow. Yes. Oh, Why Lord. does that always happen? That's crazy. I think... In my personal opinion, we found him when he was wanted to be found. <laughs> you know? I hate to say that. I hate to feel that way. And it sucks that it seems that, that that's just the way it is. You know, we, I mean, we searched and we were led to believe he was in one location when he was nowhere near that location. And who directed you to that location? The PD? Katie. Katie, the sheriff, and Caleb and Trevor, when they were asked what direction he took off in, that was the direction we looked. Mm-hmm. 
Now the the area that he was found in wasn't was that one of the areas that the sheriff had said you guys aren't allowed to look in? I'm not sh- sure if she ever said there was a place we weren't allowed to because she was completely running the search. We went where she took us. Right. We didn't have a say in the matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you, we know what kind of state the body was in when it was found? Was he fully clothed? Um, they weren't releasing any of that information. All we know is what was in the report, and that is skeletal remains. I do know um, they found his clothing, shoes, and his wallet was in the back of his pants. Hmm. And no mention of a cause of death? Um, still waiting on those reports. I know they did one autopsy, um, but we haven't gotten the results back yet. Now, did I'm assuming that Caleb and the other guy, uh, is it Trevor? Yes. Um, they're, they're both suspects, I'm assuming, correct? Well, they did a lie detector test on Trevor, and he failed. Um, Caleb had a lie detector test set up and never showed up. So, yes, definitely suspects. I mean, the report clearly states itself. You know, my friend is threatening me. The only friend he had was Caleb. He didn't know right. anybody in Fredericktown. He had no business in Fredericktown without Caleb. Well, who who's the investigating agency right now? Because I had seen that it was in Madison County, and then uh, there was another one that said it was a different, a, uh, a different county. State Highway Patrol um, apparently are or they were from my knowledge um, doing all the investigating but they also have not done anything <laughs> they're not doing anything now okay so what what county is because it was Fredericton town right Madison the, where he went so okay so it is Madison County that it was outside of city limits so yes it was Madison County okay oh Jefferson County is what I had written down uh, i'm not sure where that Jefferson came from County comes in because that is where barb lives that is where timmy lived but he was in Fredericktown when he went missing and okay at county nor um the city city couldn't do anything it was out of their reach you know it was madison county's job and they weren't doing anything i know katie was saying at the beginning that there's not enough evidence that there was um a state of emergency even though there was a 911 call that wasn't enough and yeah, i mean crazy. fortunately for them, there's no recording of the 911 call either because apparently their towers were down. Um, first, they had said that um, they didn't have the funding, and then it changed to a storm had knocked the towers out. What? Yes. Wow. How fortunate, huh? Sounds like they don't want to be sued for liability. Absolutely. On top of everything else, because I mean, they completely neglected Timmy. Right. Yeah. I would. And now, were they the responding uh, office uh, department, the I'm, sheriff's department? Were they the ones that initially made uh, the first or tried to make contact uh, and ended up arresting Trevor? Um, I'm not exactly sure of who the officer was, to be honest. Um, I know it's in the report. If I looked on my information, I could find it, but it was just one officer. Um, I'm not exactly sure which county he was at or if he was county or city. Okay. Okay. So there's something interesting too. You had talked about, um, the possibility of the gas not being paid for, but then Trevor's story changed later on, right? Saying, Oh no, the gas got paid for. 
no. Um, as far as I'm concerned or, or have heard, um, and Barb told me, uh, apparently the gas was not paid for and Trevor's aunt or mom, whatever, went and paid it. So but, his, but Timmy, Timmy took out what it was 160 out of an ATM. Yes. And do we know how much gas was I'm, taken? I'm not sure. So they don't have to pay for gas before you pump it down there. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, hun, because I don't know any, <laughs> I didn't know anything about Fredericktown until Timmy went missing. Everything that right. I've crossed, I've learned from digging, you know, I had never right. been to Fredericktown before Timmy went missing. So, oh, okay. Yeah, up here they treat gas like Fort Knox. You know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go in and give me your ID or credit well, I card. Mean, you have to these days. People are are just Blood out sample. of time doing the most crazy things. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I would I would like to hear a reason for. Uh, the search parties to never look in that direction or see or see like, it plotted out on a, on a map. Is... Area. It doesn't matter what direction. They should have searched everywhere around that area. There should have been a perimeter mm. of around the address that he went missing from. Well, that's what I'm saying is 200 meters from there, um, from where he was last seen. If there was how many how many search parties did you say there were in total? There was I know. like there was at least five at or six. Four. There was at least oh, four. Okay. But only one more. involved. Okay. Oh. Man. I mean, the Barb, biggest issue. Barb, Barb literally stood outside of the courthouse just about every single day with signs. Um, I mean, just begging people for, for answers. And I mean, there were people in town that had not even heard of Timmy missing. Um, I do know that in it was stated that they didn't know that Timmy was missing they as in the police station until a, a certain date, but it was not true because Barb had been standing outside the courthouse um, already at that time with the signs and, and asking questions. And, you know, people were driving by from church and stuff, learning about Timmy missing. Right now, now I'm assuming that she filed a, a missing persons report, right? Yeah. Yes, she did. But now did she that not was, file it with Madison County or? They wouldn't take it. They said there wasn't enough information to prove that something was wrong. <laughs> that yeah. is, uh, it's oh just unreal. God. Somebody it's calls nine one one. They never oh, make contact with them. Yeah, they were arguing over who was going to even do the, the work to begin with. They uh, Madison County was trying to say it was city's job, and city, you know, their their hands were tied because they knew it wasn't their 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 case. They couldn't do anything. And then Madison County was arguing with Jefferson County because they were saying Jefferson County needed to to do the paperwork because that's where he's from. But that's not where he went missing from. Right. He's he was in their jurisdiction, made a a frightened phone call. Yes. That, that pinged and a lot. Then, and that was that <laughs> Yeah, that was the last time that he was ever seen. Yes. And then or guess what? He shows up two hundred yards away from where he made the call from. Yes. Right. Are you kidding me? It's like something you see in a lifetime movie, is it not? Yeah. It's disgusting. Just so inept. True crime TV. And sadly, that's our reality today. That is what the world is coming to. Oh my god. It's 
Yeah. It's awful because like I mean, like I said, you can see how how bright of a person he was, personality wise. Like he was just yeah. He seemed really warm and I mean, happy. I, I know that it it you know, drugs are always a factor in, in things like this, but I mean at this point after the 911 call, drugs, it didn't matter. Drugs or not, they should have went and found him. If there Absolutely. are still people out here that matter and they have loved ones out here. Even if they're on drugs or not, they are still a person. No, yeah. And that's that's the really hard part is you, we hear about this exact same sort of thing happening with a lot of the cases that we cover. 95% of our cases, right? Yeah. It's only a few yeah. they can think of that drugs aren't involved. And and that's the thing is is they just like, oh, we don't. They just kind of get swept under the rug or pushed, kicked down the road because... Like they don't even matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's disgusting. I um I had been talking to people at the beginning of this, and um, it was said by... I don't know if she was the old um, senator or, or her name was... Um, shoot. I don't even remember. She had said that she was talking to the sheriff, and the sheriff had pretty well stated that the drugs and and everything being the problem with drugs the people will take them out themselves pretty much saying the drug addicts will take themselves out <laughs> i mean that is just awful sickening to me I, to think no that matter sheriff would even think like that knowing right. it's her job to help people it is her job to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen in her town what is she doing yeah. to prevent this stuff from happening yeah, no matter how you feel about someone who uses drugs. Oh, I've had people ahead. tell me that the, the police in, in Madison County um, are seen on a daily basis talking to the drug addicts. And, I mean, that alone just shows what her intentions are. It's it's sickening. Yeah, they, they still have a job to do at the end of the day. And yep. it doesn't matter what that – that's the thing about putting on a badge, right, is – like your your biases go out the window. It's just about doing your job and taking yep. care of your people. You know your yes, because your population. it does not discriminate. Drugs don't discriminate. They can go after anybody. Yeah. Yep. Now you talk to his mom quite often, right, Barb? Yes, I do. How is she doing with all this? And I know she's lost her other son, what a year and a half earlier. She's heartbroken. Yeah. To say the least, I mean, I, I just, I am trying really hard to, you know, show her that I care about her and she still has a reason to be here because, you know, even with them not here, they need, she needs to live for them. You know, she's an amazing person inside and out and she's been through so much, so much. Yeah, I'm heartbroken for her. Yes. Does she have any other children? No. Timmy and Michael were all that she had. Oh, geez. And they died within a year of each other. I couldn't have losing both of my children within a year of each other. Yeah. No, that. Oh. It's a nightmare. You know, and I, I do want to say this, you know, Timmy, Timmy missing and, and everything that happened throughout the last couple months. We have brought so much light back to Fredericktown and the there's just, I mean, words can't explain how it makes me feel to think about all the things that are going on in Fredericktown that people don't even know about or haven't seen until we brought it to light. I mean, me and Barb, we were sharing. She was standing outside the courthouse. You know, any 
anything I found on Facebook that had to do with missing or Missouri, I posted Timmy stuff in and I had people all the way in uh, Florida, uh, Washington, I mean, everywhere sharing my post or inbox saying, hey, I seen, yes, yes, Maine too. Um, I seen your post and I'm sharing it. You know, it, it's amazing. <laughs> it's truly amazing. Yeah, you guys have done yeah. an amazing job, honestly. Yes. Getting the word out. We did. We wor We worked hard, man. And it was all for Timmy. He deserves this, you know. Absolutely. I just, what's what sucks I is that you have to do that in the first place, though, right? Is you have to try to push that hard. I mean, to that's get the message we had to out hold there. on to. That's all we had to hold on to. If the police won't help you, what does that leave? And that's what that's what I mean. Is is yeah. there's no reason that you guys should have been having a fight so hard to have some searches done to yeah, some assistance, right? Yep. I mean, and still yet today, I'm, I mean, we're still fighting to get the attention of people to get the, the FBI involved because it's not just Timmy. You know, Timmy is the reason we have brought all this to light. But I mean, the stuff that's come along with Timmy's case and the, the other victims, I mean, why has the FBI not stepped in yet? Somebody has got to get Katie out of out of that office. Yeah, let's let's touch on that real quick. You had sent me. Um, I don't remember how many different cases that are just unsolved cases within the last few years with 15. within her within her jurisdiction. Yes, that's all within Madison County. Yes, I mean um, a few of these cases. Um, I know that there's like two on my list that I've been sharing that were not in Madison County, but it has to do with the same people. I mean, all these people are friends on Facebook, you know, um, all these people hang out with each other. And, and, and I want to bring light to not just Madison County, but surrounding counties. I mean, all these counties around Madison are corrupt. It's crazy. The things that I've come across. I mean, you guys just, I mean, I, I sent you some things, but there's yeah. more, there's so much more. And honestly, we haven't even begun to look through it all. Yeah. Uh, we looked through Timmy's stuff, but they, I know on the internet, they are making it into like portions. I know there's um, uh, phase one, phase two, phase, they're coming up with almost five now. I think they're working on five now, phases of this. What do you mean? Um, okay, so if you go on Google and you type in Fredericktown or Madison and surrounding counties, they have articles and articles on the people and um paperwork from the families you know what they've seen and come across with their loved ones um it's just in different parts um there's many podcasts on on these victims but i don't think anybody's ever really put them all together to realize how close they are um and the things that are the same in each case so they've broken it up into different sections if you understand what i'm saying um mm -hmm. i i can send you some more of it whenever we're done here but yeah, it's it. They do it in phases as far as letting information out, you know, on different people because there's so, so many of them. Two quick questions here: how how big is Fredericktown, uh, like population wise? Do you know roughly? I think three thousand, but I'm not exactly sure. That's not very big at all. No. Um. So what about what about like Madison County? Is that is that fairly good sized county? I'm 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 not real sure. Um. I think it's just another small country town, just, you know, as the ones around it. Um, like I said, I've, I'm not real familiar with Fredericktown, except for what I've come across since I've been looking into Timmy's case. 
Right. And the um, now the, the cases that are connected now, are these all uh, like missing persons or people who have like died under mysterious circumstance sort of um, cases? There is still one missing um, currently. Uh, that is JP, John Parton. He is missing um, last seen in Fredericktown. Um, he was around some people that were from Chaffee. Um, yeah, he's still missing. I, I know there's reports all over about him. Um, but the rest of them have been s suspicious deaths. No kidding. Suspicious deaths or unsolved murders or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Unreal. Now, what got you into all this? Was it Timmy's case that started yes. you on this path of? Um, well, yeah, Timmy's case. Um, I always watched these shows, you know, growing up the the crime scene shows and and lifetime i was into that real big but i never you know really thought more into it after that until timmy's case and and honestly you know people have told me i'm crazy for for digging and and doing this but it makes me feel better because i'm helping somebody you know like barb yeah. she, she needs me and i need her just as much you know i've had stuff going on in my own life and just it just makes me feel good to be able to help her and and you know take some of that weight off of her shoulders That's i want to do awesome. that i want to do that for all these families because you know it, it hurts yeah it's commendable of you they need the support and and yeah. i've been there i need the support you know it's good to have somebody and and we've been good for each other that's amazing yes under I say that everybody crosses paths for a reason, and that's definitely, we definitely have our reason, you know. <laughs> right. What would be justice to you, Natalie, in Tim's case? Um, honestly, I don't, I can't sit here and say Caleb hurt Timmy. I mean, none of it makes sense. But as far as I'm concerned right now, we want to find answers. We want to find out what happened if Timmy was hurt before he laid down in that field. Um, but really, Madison County, they failed Timmy. They failed his family. If they would have just followed protocol, Timmy may still be here. Mm -hmm. They completely neglected Timmy and his family, and, and the result was his death. Yeah. If they would have located him and found him when they went there and arrested Trevor, he may have been hurt because of, of Caleb. That may be true, but they would have found him and he would have been able mm -hmm. to get help. Mm -hmm. Right. It'd be interesting to find out the officer's record if he's ever been punished for different things he's done wrong on the on scene or whatever. The cop? Yeah. Well... I mean, it's, I, I think it's just neglecting the department altogether. I mean, Katie McCutcheon is, is the 911, you know, she's, she runs all that. And, and it all comes back to her failing to make sure her department is doing what they're supposed to do. The whole thing is just unreal. Like to have somebody call 911 expecting help and then help arrest somebody else and drags them back to jail and leaves you out in the woods. Absolutely. Right. 200 yards from where you called from. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he could have been trying to get, you know, someone's attention. Right. It's awful to think about. Right. But he could have been out there yelling for someone to help him. Yeah. But they didn't bother trying to find him. So, I mean, we'll, we'll never know, but it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
and let us know when the autopsy does come out and what they find. It'd be interesting if they are honest about it or if they say, well, due to the condition of the body, they can't really say cause of death, you know. We made sure that the autopsy was not done in Fredericktown or Madison County Good by the coroner who's been doing all of these victims. Good. His name, I think that's uh, Russell Dedeker. smart move yes absolutely <laughs> definitely have had to pull ourselves together through this and make sure that the right steps are taken you know so that we get justice and what happened to timmy comes out and is seen right yeah absolutely we we wish you all the best in that you know nothing i would rather see than, than justice. thank you so much are oh, you welcome and thank no, you for joining us yeah not a problem yeah Okay, you guys have a good rest of your day, and I thank you. All right. All thank right. you, Natalie. Thank you very good much. Good talking to you. Thank you. Okay. All right, bye. If you have more information about this case, please contact the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department at 636-797-6030. And as always, thank you for watching. Five-year-old Taylor, Taylor Williams led investigators to Alabama this week. So we have some breaking news from Florida. An arrest has been made. Tonight, after years of agony, a glimmer of hope for the family. Investigators spent hours searching through this house off Pennsylvania Avenue. What could be a major development in the search for missing Alabama teenager? Tonight, a stunning twist in the search for Taylor. Somebody out there knows something. They want to lay him to rest their way, not by somebody else's way.